show than we normally do because this is just about what's going on in our lives, what's going on in everybody's lives. And and I'm here with my co-host, Teresa Chase, and I'm Hello. thrilled that she is here. I, heard just, I just heard her voice chime in. And our last show, we were joined by Prudence Militay. And happily, I called back in there. She is saying hi because, you know, one of the most informed people I know. It's really remarkable. So I'm going to kick off on a good note. I want to kick off on a really fun note because I it, today is Friday. It was a rainy, nasty, humid, awful day here in Connecticut. And my friend is here from New Hampshire, and he and I had talked about barbecuing some steaks and whatnot, we wound up going out and buying a little portable charcoal grill and went to Roosevelt Forest. They have a wonderful pavilion with a huge stone fireplace, put the grill right in the fireplace as the rain was going and thunder and whatnot going on, and we grilled out steaks. We had the most delicious dinner and a wonderful evening and didn't let the rain stop us. It finally stopped raining you know, as we were eating and stuff, but it was a really fun way to turn kind of a day into something really fun. And, you know, it just goes to show that you really can turn it all around. So I know, Teresa, you're going through a bunch of stuff. Share with us what's happening because this is so not right. Um, Well, I've had Liberty Mutual for decades. And I started having problems with my roof in April. And it never occurred to me to, you know, call my insurance. I I was looking for ways to pay for it myself. And the leaks got worse and there's major ceiling damage. And then I had the invasion of a squirrel. And... I just talked with them uh, this evening, and they're denying my claim. Um, the hail damage, you know, the hail that damaged the roof, if I had done it, if I had made the claim in April when it first started failing, they would have covered it. But they don't cover, you know, squirrel damage. The squirrel damage oh. is siding, and there is this, you know, the corner in the my bedroom that uh, – was because of I kicked the squirrel out of the the wall and he dug a hole in the roof. Oh my and gosh! So I am, you know, I I am going to fight for it. I, you know, my insurance, um, you know, is like two grand a year, and. So, no, and they were late getting uh, the 
adjuster here, the adjuster, you know, yeah, he never, you know, really said anything. He was highly condescending. But until I pushed it today, they weren't going to say anything. Wow. And I reached out to the social networking and said, you know, this is what's happening. I need to know, I need to get this fixed. And I talked about legal action and, and going on the social networking, which I'm going to do. So they're telling you that had you come to them previously, when it was first starting, they would have covered it. Yeah. But because you wait, you know what? Wow. That's right up there with, well, sorry, you don't have flood insurance. You only have hurricane insurance. Or you don't right. have hurricane insurance. You have flood. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's right up there well, with that. But, you know, the squirrel, it was just a tiny part of it. And I wasn't claiming the siding. I just want my roof fixed. Right. Um, either that or, you know, the studio and the project funded so I can pay, yeah, I'll pay for my own, <laughs> pay for my own damn roof and have, let the, uh, the lawyer take care, take it out of their hide. So, but no, it's you do that? Well, they, you know, if, it would get, the goal now is to get the roof replaced and the insulation replaced and the ceilings and the ceilings fixed. Anything after that, I will hire an attorney to get the reimbursement. But the fact that, you know, I've been paying them, paying for a service that I've never actually used and never asked wow. to insurance companies. Yeah, yeah. That, when that's you need really the what that is. So, no, if, you know, if I had, you know, taken all that money that I paid them, um, I could completely remodel my house. So, anyway, I'm, you know, I make it sound like my life is totally, you know, totally bad. Um, got a leak in your roof. Right, well, right thing. now, yeah, right now it's tarped, and the insurance company did, pay, you know, Liberty Mutual did pay to have is going to has will pay the bill for it, the tarping, so we're safe. It's just that the insulation, it you know, is toxic, and so life is still good. I, this this is just a bump in the road. I will, you know, if you look for the bad, that's what you're going to find. Right. But I've been meeting some really wonderful people um, online and uh, in real life. And, I, you know, some of them are, are pretty kind of cool. Uh, oh, Keanu Reeves, it, um, it, you know, it's a 50-50. It's actual Keanu Reeves. Uh, just followed me on Twitter. Wow. But, you know, there's a lot of posers out there. So I'm not going to go, whoo, and celebrate until I actually talk to him. And that's what I said, you know, I need to know if you're the real real deal. Um, But there are a lot of posers out there. Right. And I've been finding more and more real deals. And so... We're mo- yeah, we're moving forward. It sounds like you were 
know how to work work some systems. Well, you know, when you put yourself out there, and when you've got a, the courage to put yourself out there, you will run across the cons, but you will also meet the real deal. Right. When I was in college, mm-hmm. I had a chance to meet Vincent Price, and I was too chicken to walk the 15 feet, and I promised myself that when he died, I'd never let that happen. Who knows where my career would have gone if I had him on my side? It's true. And But I was afraid to walk over and say hi. I mean, the man was standing by himself in the hallway. And it's one of my the tr- my true regrets that I cannot fix. Hmm. But you I know you sure never know. Let's face it, you never know. That's, you know, life is so short, and yeah, we're not meant to do it gracefully. You yeah. know, Prue, you're talking about you know, and your ankle, and and for the first time, you know, you're feeling like an old lady because you're <sighs> using a cane. You know what? Yeah. There are some people that use canes since they're 20 for whatever yeah. reason. It doesn't make you That's old. Right. You've got to look stylish. You know, you've got to look snappy. You've got to make it fun. You know, we're going to have to bedazzle your cane. We'll have to get Grace and Frankie on you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that when they, when they bedazzled yeah. Jane Fonda's cane in Grace and Frankie? You know, because it was well, like, well, why not? You know, I, what plus, have you got to lose? Plus, two, your cane is a really good self-defense weapon. That's right. That's right. You're a baseball. You're a baseball fan. You could tee off on somebody really quick. Well, you don't even have big muscles. Uh, you let yeah. You know, there are videos on YouTube uh, for close um, self-defense. Where, you know, you, you look, basically, if you can lift your arm up and bring your elbow so back, all you have to do is snap your elbow back forward and lower your arm, and the weight of the cane will take care of it. You can do, you could really do some major damage with very little muscle, uh, muscle and very little effort. Okay. Well, I'm going to segue on so that. So how do you major. do it? <laughs> what do you do? Um, okay. Um, what you do is uh, if somebody's coming at you in the front, your arm, yeah. and sn- sn- bend back your elbow, and at the same time, you basically extend your elbow, lower your arm, and then snap your wrist forward. Between those three movements, you can really do some major damage, especially if the head, you know, the the handle of your, you know, what you grip, or the the bottom of your your cane has some weight behind it. Uh-huh. You put a metal tip on that, and you could crack a skull. Uh oh. Okay. Prue's like, get me that metal tip. I know a couple of people. I'm losing. <laughs> I haven't had any hey, you know what? It's very important to know how to. It's very important to know how to take care of yourself, 
And you're right. Absolutely. You know what? You, you know, unfortunately, we live in a world where somebody is going to look at somebody like you who seems to be frail. They don't know that they were born in New York and, that, you know, and they had a swing. But, yeah. you know, and, and so it is. It's, it is important to know how to use not only something like a cane, but how to use windows as you're walking to be able to see what's going on or looking at, you know, yeah. the reflection in cars and, and things like that. And how what a horrible thing, you know, as women that we need to know all these things, Yeah, you know, that we need to know how to look and, and, you know, it's amazing. I travel, as you all know, I travel all the time. I never, it is so ingrained in me when I get gas, I take my keys with me. And immediately mm-hmm. locked my doors. Now my doors, I have a I, my car only unlocks when you unlock it. It only unlocks the driver's side door. It does not unlock the rest of the car. And but that is one of the most vulnerable places for women mm-hmm. is getting gas. Men will come in on the passenger side. They'll just while your back is to the you know your back is to them. You're you're because it's your side, you know, you're filling your gas tank. You're not looking yeah. in your car, you know, you're looking on and you should be looking in your car. You should be yeah. facing your car, but you should always take your keys, lock your doors always because that's how people steal your bag, you know, yep. all of that kind of stuff. The thing of it is when well, I get in, before I get in the car, are- I always check, the hatch and the back mm-hmm. seat. Yep. Always. Um, but, you know, when driving, my car doors are locked. Uh, when it's, even when it's sitting in the driveway, the car doors are locked. If I'm, and when I'm driving, the car doors are locked. Yep. You know, and there's a new again. where they're putting stuff on the handles. As uh, a uh, uh, basically a um, a gel with drugs, but also if you find um, a zip tie on your car door handle, somebody has tagged you as vulnerable, and you need to get that sucker cut that su- sucker off as fast as possible because hmm. you, that means you're, you've been targeted. Interesting. I've never heard that one. No. So. You know, the reality is people have way too much time on their hands. Well, way too, too much time on their hands to just, it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And, you know, I mean, we've talked about it before and we'll talk about it for so long after. But, you know, what are having the words of the president matter? So having someone yeah. in office. For only four years, but four incredibly damaging years, mm-hmm. and it, the vitriolic hate that has been unleashed, it's not that oh. it hasn't been there, because it has been, but not like this. Not yeah. like this. Not where no matter where you go, you, you know, there's somebody somewhere. It's insane. It yeah. just is. It's insane. When, you know, you hear the way people talk to each other and 
I just, I don't get it. I yeah. I truly don't get it. The, the, as you said, the people that, those horrible people, those, the white supremacists were always there. They were poisoning mm-hmm. the country. And Trump, they just had more, there were more people that thought like them before. Yeah. Right. Trump empowered them to come out and show their faces. Yes. Which is it a mixed blessing. It's a mixed blessing because now we know who who they are. Right. But it also empowers them to think that they can can take the nation over. Well, and they they are trying to raise the Confederacy. Well, you know what they it failed once. It's going to fail again, and yeah. this time they're not going to be fighting their next-door neighbors. You know, this is not, you know, what happened January 6th, you had somebody sitting in the Oval Office who not only didn't mobilize the National Guard, didn't do anything, was enjoying it, was watching it unfold on TV, you know, enjoying the fact that look what they're doing because they love me so much because his ego is so deep and so big. And, you know, we were saying, talking about this before the show began. I am not one of those people that's dancing the jig every indictment that comes down. Yes. It is unbelievable to me that this is what is happening in the United States. Not that this sets precedence, because I'm sorry, Richard Nixon, you know, on the flip side, this makes Watergate look like, you know, Sunday in the park Lord, you know, but yeah. the, and, and, you know, that point in my life, I felt that Ford had done the right thing. I didn't yeah. think it would serve the country to put the president behind bars. And I was so wrong. And, you know, I, I look at my life with kind sight too. I was a, a young kid who, you know, always looked at good things and, you know, being nice and being kind. And I'm not, I'm always nice, and I try always to be kind and things, but you know what? The world is watching, and not only is the world watching, our kids are watching. The youth yeah. of this country and the youth around the world are watching, and they need to see all of them be held accountable. Oh. Mark Meadows yeah. just got, tur- you know, Judge, uh, who was it, Judge Steve Jones, you know, the yeah. federal judge struck down his motion to move yep. this to federal court, said it didn't mandate it. You know it's going to go to the 11th Circuit because he's going to try to exhaust every angle. But, you know, Fonnie Willis has said how she's going to be calling 150-plus witnesses in these, in the, and, you know, these. this is going to take, you know, three or four months. And, and you know what? They are all right insofar as saying, hey, your political aspirations mean nothing. This is criminal court. We yeah. don't care who you are. We don't care what you do. We don't, you know, your name means nothing. You are, and and you know what? We say it, we're, we, we are supposed to espouse, you know, equal under the eyes of the law. And yeah. we all know that equal under the eyes of the law in this country has been circumspect for a very long time. Because yeah. even when the wealthy do get what's, you know, do get thrown in jail and stuff. They're going to a country club jail. 
They're not going to prison. You think, you know, Martha, yeah, exactly. You think Martha Stewart, when she went to jail, was, you know, working on a chain gang somewhere? Forget it. But jail is jail. You're, you know, locked up is locked up. But, you know. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, yeah, it was a felony, but it was a penny ante felony. It was a nonviolent. These guys. um, Oh, forget it. Yeah. We're talking here major violence, and I mean people died. And people. The fact that these guys now are getting seventeen, eighteen, twenty, twenty-two year sentences, they all should be getting twenty-year sentences. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't care. Well, I didn't do this. All I did was, you know, yeah, I stormed the gates and I went in, and you know, I was just running through the hall. I don't care. Yeah, you engaged in trying to overthrow the government. I don't yeah. understand why these people it isn't treason, you know. And and the fact that forty five didn't march down there with it. Let's face it, I watched the rally, so you know me. I listened to the entire thing. As a matter of yeah. fact, since our last Moms After Dark. I spent an hour and two minutes and I believe 17 seconds of my life listening to the full phone call between Meadows, Trump, their cohorts, and Secretary of of State Ben Rathsberger. And let me tell you something. Oh, my word. Oh, you have got to be kidding me. If you haven't, as far as I'm concerned, Fawnie Willis's trial, she could play that hour and two minutes and go, I rest my case. Yeah. Because, oh, my God. And listening to him going after Shea Moss and, and, um, and her mother, I can't believe her mother's name, Ruby, that, oh, my, to you know, when I tell you, you know, the first, you hear, well, you know, they, they've, they've kind of been a little circumspect. By the time that phone call c- continues, uh, the stuff that they're saying about them, I actually started to cry listening yeah. to what he was saying. The bald-faced lies. Yep. Just complete and utter lies and him threatening, you know, insulting Raffensperger, you know, well, you know, they don't have anything nice to say about you, goes from, you know, my friend to just the way every petulant child does. You didn't give me away my way, so now I'm going to be mean to you. Yeah. Was, yeah. I, 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 I had a conversation with my godson. And and I said to him, I said, I need you to listen to this. You listen to this whole thing. Because, you know, it's funny. There are the two camps of even people who aren't his supporters are like, yeah, yeah, forget it. They're not going to do anything to him anyway. And it's really however, you know, how people feel. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. indicted him, but they're never going to. He's, he's going to get away with it all. He can't. And that's what it boils down to. They have to, for us to have any credibility anywhere in the world and within our own country, they have to hold this man accountable. 
Well, it, he, he has pretty much lost every you know, anything, any um, legal case that he has tried to save his ass with, he's lost. And Giuliani what oh my God. About him. Um, he uh, they sued him and he lost. He's gonna be paying them big bucks. I'm, I don't remember the amount that the amount by that was just you know, set yet. But he lost. And well he is financially he's really hurting. Oh, without a doubt. And See, that's, there's the other, there you got, then you have the other part of it. And all of 40, you know, all the people that, that, you know, turned themselves inside out, laid down their lives, their careers, everything for this guy, he's not helping them. Why would he pay their millions of dollars worth of legal fees when he needs the money for himself? Meanwhile, it's the money that people are sending into his PAC fund. So for those of those those people out there that aren't buying extra groceries for their kids and things like that, you know, this guy's supposedly a billionaire. He may have lots of assets on the books. That is a cash poor. He's cash poor. There's no way. You know? Well, he's, he also has a lot of debt. Yeah, that's why I'm saying he's cash poor. Yeah. You know? So, you know, he may have those those assets really aren't his assets, right? Because there are so many mortgages on them, and you... so, and I yeah, I don't know what his mentality is because like I'm not flexible enough to get my head up someplace. <laughs> so, um, the thing of it is, I'm sure he. He is trying to squirrel away money, um, either to try to buy his way out of it or to get out of Dodge. But, you know, in his, his big ego won't acknowledge the fact that no place will take him. There isn't one country that will take him. Um, and Putin, you know, he's no uh, no longer a useful idiot. So the dictators don't don't, you know, they've got problems of their own, and they yeah, have no true. no they have no reason whatsoever to help him because <laughs> any well, no, I think he tried to take you know he stole those documents as an insurance fund. Uh, way to you know basically blackmail you know prosecute me and I'll I will you know I will sell your secrets, but also right. as a way to you know say Putin well I've got all these state secrets you know help me out here dude. But well let's say none of the documents he took because they yeah you know, they can track a lot of things and documents is one one of them. So any value most of those documents have had has been greatly reduced because, yeah, mm-hmm. codes have changed. Assets have been, you know, moved to safety. Right. And the other nations have been alerted to the fact that, you know, what what you sent us, this, this you, know, 40, you know, 45 has, 
And so the other countries are doing the same thing. You know, all those codes and assets can be moved and changed. Mm -hmm. So what he has, for the most part, if, yeah, it is practically worthless. Well, he still has to be the kind of stealing it. So is he. That shouldn't, you know, but whatever. I, I you know, it, it's the whole thing. Just, mm-hmm. just all of it, you know? And let's face it, I mean, it is all starting to crash. It's crashing in. You know, to find out that the grand jury had voted to indict Lindsey Graham and the two um, ones from the Senate, one from Congress that are already mm-hmm. out of office and didn't. I am wondering if those guys are singing like canaries. Uh, oh. they, if, if, if they had a half a functioning brain, you know, they would be. Right. Because there's, there's no way that Trump would do anything to help him. The only person Trump is going to help is himself. And let's face it, he, he would, to save himself, he would even throw his kids under the bus. Oh, he already has. Are you kidding? Yeah. Did you ever? Did you listen to the deposition in New York, they finally released it. Oh, oh my God! It was all it. Eric. Eric did. He threw Eric under the bus in his business dealings. It was all Eric. Mhm. I, you know, I, I, I don't deal with that. I, I might come into the office once or twice, you know, kind of a thing. I, it's, un, it's under the bus. And drove over him. Yeah. I'm serious. I mean, this guy really has no sense of character, no sense of loyalty, and and, dis- and expects blind loyalty from yep. the people who, quote, unquote, follow him. Because he has followers. He doesn't have people that work with him. You know, and you look at his attorneys and, you know, Ben Midas at the Midas Touch podcast, you know, MAGA, make attorneys get attorneys, is what MAGA to them stands for. And Jenna Ellis is speaking out now because they're not paying her legal fees. They're not paying anybody's legal fees. And why, you know, she's thinking to herself, wait a minute, why am I being loyal to this guy? For what reason? You know, he's throwing me under the bus and he's going to drive over her, too. Yeah. I think Ivanka and Jared flipped. I I think they did. They, you know, both of them um, uh, were in the room and they, you know, they knew what he knew. But they also are... They were the ones that actually did what they're accusing uh, Biden's son of doing. Oh, no kidding. They did that all the time. Uh, yeah. Who ever heard of making your son, the son-in-law, the, the, doing all the work with the disease? Yeah. Right. He was Jared Kushner. And the guy and, was... Uh, Doing everything with between uh, 
Uh, what, Saudi Arabia? He was dealing with the Saudi Arabia, you yes. know, as But this Iran. is the whole thing. It's, it's such a the load of hypocrisy that this is is so ridiculous that they are getting ready to indict Hunter Biden for mm-hmm. what? This guy's being indicted because the Republicans can't find a way to go after his father. So they are, and and they talk about Biden weaponizing the DOJ, which was Donald Trump's, I mean, that's what he did for four years, and he's the first one in an interview. Oh, I'm president again, they're all going down, that's it. You know, this is the person who has weaponized the Department of Justice. President Biden from the start, when way back when Jen Psaki was still the Sec, you know the the um, liaison for the press, the press secretary. Anytime that the Department of Justice is not our, this is not this is nothing to do with the president. We yeah. have no comment. You know, over and over and over again. Whereas every lackey for forty five when they were up at that Secretary of State. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, oh gosh, I can't believe every time I, I get that messed up. But that they were up there just, you know, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be going after this person. I mean, it's just, no. Yeah. The job of the president is actually to be president of the United States, not be being focused on these petty, ridiculous BS things that are going. It's just unbelievable. And I give President Biden a tremendous amount of credit as they are ripping apart his son and everything else that he is letting his son know that he's there for him. Don't worry, I'm here. But, you know, it's his son's battle to fight. He has a country yep. to be president of. And you know what? He's Look at everything that he is doing. Inflation is coming down. Jobs are building. How many hundreds of factories, more 300 and something factories across the country are going uh-huh. up, bringing all this, these jobs back to the United States. I mean, how do you not, you got to, once in a blue moon, it's like, all right, you know what, guys, seriously, who are you talking about? You know, when you ask any Republican I've asked, so just give me Republican policies. you like, well, you know, this Hunter Biden, I'm like, well, okay, let's not, let, we won't go there. Just what uh, policies, you know? Well, Green, you know, she, uh, her showing those private photos. Oh, my gosh. Technically is a felony. You know, I, to see, this is the whole thing, but most of what she does, you know, here's the thing. Think about it. When Ken Buck is coming out against MGT. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Ken Buck? I mean, that that this woman has gone so off the rails that the guy who's part of the conservative pack of the Republican senators are like, all right, then Congress or this woman's crazy. And we yeah. got to do, you know, and he, it's, it's no, I'm sorry. The election is the election. It's over. He lost. Move on. You know, it's the, the, you know, the reality is I don't care who runs for president. 
the Republicans are eating themselves yeah. from the inside out. They are dining on themselves. And, and it's unbelievable when you look at what is respected from somebody who's a Republican and what is expected when you're a Democrat. Yeah. Well, they're so I mean, happy they want to win. What did Biden do with his with this son? He didn't do anything. Exactly. Him, giving him a, you know, giving him a, the name of somebody or help him get a job. You know what? Gave him a phone, you know, he called his son. You know, he called his son almost every day. Yeah, his his last son. You know, he had already lost Bo mm-hmm. Hunter has had his share of demons and president biden has always been honest about them when when 45 tried to throw that at him at the debate what was biden's response jill and i like so many parents in our country have had to deal with a child that had a drug addiction and we're so proud of our son who got his life together and everything else so every single time that guy tried to lowball him down onto something, no. And you know what? As a mother of somebody who had drug issues and straightened out their life at 19 years old, you have nothing but pride when your yeah. child, you know, overcomes whatever demons they have. You know, there's a lot, you know, and how does nobody even take any of this into consideration? That kid almost died in a car accident as a child, lost his mother and his little sister, you know, then lost his brother to brain cancer, wound up, you know, and then gets a great job. Did he trade on his dad's name? Probably. Yeah. Like pretty much everybody from wealthy families, families that are in a good position. Did he work for another government? No. Was he trading trade seek? No. He was working for another company in another country and would talk to yeah. his dad every witness that they've asked because, you know, they've got the smoking gun. They've, and they're all like, no, he never talked business. And Hunter Biden pointedly brought it out all the time. Don't even talk to my dad about business because it's not yeah. going to happen. My t- well, It's not going to happen, so don't ask. They, um, the Republicans, have a long history of accusing others of that which they are guilty of doing. That's like right. every narcissist. Yeah. And what uh, Jared and Ivanka and uh, the, you know, Tweedledum and Tweedledee were doing yeah. exactly that. Jared, that his family's um, 666 building uh, they were about mm-hmm. to lose it, and they blackmailed getting um, a loan for it to save it. That is what they were doing. How many trademarks in a foreign country did Ivanka use uh, her dad's name and her power position in the government to get? Are you kidding? When they everything happened with the tariffs in China and the new taxes, mm-hmm. it was 
It was either 11 or 13 new patents that she got out of China, all tariff exempt. Yep. All tax exempt. You know, this is the stuff, you know, the whole MAGA, you know, you look at that hat made in China. Yep. You look at all of the 45 flags made in China. You know what? I'm sorry. You look at a Joe Biden hat made in the USA. It probably says proudly made in the USA. All right? You know, I mean, seriously. And you know what? Here's the big thing. Because you want to end, the biggest way to end racism and prejudice is education. The more educated people are, the more open-minded they become. So what is happening now? Think about it. With the broadband now coming to those parts of the country, that we have a president who has fought to make that happen, imagine these people actually getting access to things other than the hate they're being spoon-fed. Yeah. What happens when they find out that when the Affordable Health Care Act came to their state, that their governors denied the federal funds that yep. were there to help all of the people with the with the ACA. Yep. Okay. What happens when they actually find out all this information that is out there, but they have not been privy to it because they don't have internet, because they don't have broadband service. Because most of the places where they are don't get a signal, you know? Well, that's changing. And that's part of the infrastructure bill that every mm-hmm. Republican voted against but are now taking credit for. And I love the fact that Joe Biden is putting his name on those, you know, you know that construction. I agree. And he did. And th- I agree. And you know what he should put? He should also put on it, you know, brought to you by President Joe Biden. And, you know, here's the senator in your state. Did they vote yes or no? Voted no. Voted no. Yep. Voted yes. Voted no. Voted yeah. You know, yep. never, you know, it, 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 it is, it's unbelievable because, again, the, the Democrats, to me, I, I so wish I could work on his campaign. I really do. I wish I could work on their campaigns because I want them to recraft their messages. And they need to go hard. They need to go hard on what they are doing. I don't feel like they need to name call. My favorite, though, was MGT, I mean, uh, MTG, when she, the whole thing where she was talking about Biden, you know, that he's finishing programs that FDR started and and whatnot and all of these things like she was saying it as if it was a bad thing that, he bad. Was doing, yeah. that it was awful and and Biden turned it into a freaking commercial for himself it well, was wonderful well, he's like finally love to see that she's endorsing all the work that I'm doing thank you very much that's how stupid uh-huh. this woman is that she actually well, thought that this is a bad thing 
that he's mm-hmm. fighting for all of this stuff, that he is fighting for these programs, that uh, it's unbelievable to me well, that she look was. How, look how crazy uh, the right-wingers and Fox are getting because he's embraced, embraced Dark Brandon. You know, the coffee mug with uh, the slightly red eyes, and he's basically toasting them uh, with their insults. And he just claimed it and owned it, and he's going for it. And they are just having a meltdown. Oh, yeah. Forget Are you kidding? It, it was hilarious. 45 went berserk when when yeah. uh, President Biden put that tweet up on on Twitter. You know, with with the dark brand with the laser eyes, you know, good morning. And uh, here's what we did today. I I'm serious. You know, Ben Mysalis from the Midas Touch um, constantly what he'll do is here's what 45 is tweeting and here's what President Biden is saying. And so as mm-hmm. Biden as as 45 is, you know, and, and the, the witch hunt and the this and the that. Biden is talking about how this new factory just opened up 800 jobs in this area and this is happening here and our infrastructure program is doing this and and he is just out there, you know, dark brandoning himself along and it's just amazing that and and 45 lost his mind. He's yeah. teasing me. It's like he's teasing you. Really? No, you well, had you took he took something that was so ridiculously insulting and turned it around and has made it it's kind of like Hillary when she was riding that nasty woman she would have ridden if you know let's face it if it wasn't for Comer uh, you know I mean what's Comey whatever you know yeah she would have rode that nasty woman comment all the way to the White House yeah she had finally um, found her message you know and then you got these memes where they photoshop Trump's head on these really buff oh. you know oh my god I didn't see that where was that you never saw the oh. playing cards Prue no are you serious oh my god yeah, uh, well, a whole series of these digital trading cards and they were $99 each and it is literally his head superimposed on Captain America's body or a cowboy's mm-hmm. body. It, it was just the most ludicrous. That's like, you know, I mean, and, and it sounds so petty, but when he went, you know, when he got arrested in Georgia, six foot three and 215 pounds, <laughs> there were pictures all over the place. Of six foot three and two hundred and fifteen pounds compared to him, it was hilarious. There's a huge video billboard in New York that has Trump's mugshot and the all the indictments running twenty four seven, and it's basically New York flipping Trump off because he was never respected. He was always the bad, uh, you know, the punchline to a bad joke. That's why he lost New York. Yeah. New Yorkers knew exactly who this man was. And they tried to warn everybody else. Yeah. 
No and one the only to to reason that. that he was elected is uh, was the you know that stupid oh God what's it called um, uh, instead of all the votes being co- counted you got that oh that crap it was um, the I've 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 I've, I've lost the term. Uh, it was to balance out and to get the Confederacy on board. Oh, it's it. I forget the name of the term. You mentioned it when we were talking before, um, before the show. Uh oh. I'll keep thinking. Um, what was it? Um, well, it's the court um, that. Um, actually, yeah, you need 217 to win it. Um, the Electoral College. The Electoral College, you need 270, what is it, 200, I'm going to have to look it up. Go ahead, we'll talk about the Electoral College, I'll let you know how many you need. Okay. Um, uh, um so no, that was a give me to the to the um, to the Confederacy. Oh well, yeah. So you know, but the thing of it is, it, it all votes should be one person, one vote, and all votes count equally. Right. And I really realized that the House was set up with uh, based on population. And to balance that out, the Senate, you know, no matter what the population, they each have two senators. I was right, 270. I, I could have okay. sworn it was 270. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Uh, majority of 270. Um, but, and it, it was supposed, you know, the Senate was supposed to balance out the states that don't have great populations. But the thing of it is, Land doesn't, land don't vote, people vote. And just because a state has a sparse sparse population, it doesn't mean that their vote should count more than a state that has, that is population intense. And so the House, you know, like California, it's really intense, it's got a lot of representatives but only two senators. In Montana, which has a very, that is very light in population, still has two senators. So, but when it comes to, you know, the top of the ticket, every vote should count equally and the electoral college has to go. Well, you know what? It's an argument that has been going on for a very long time. And I see both sides of it, you know, because I understand where they feel that, you know, when you look at population-wise, how many people live here, how many people live there, and if, you know, just these four states all go to one person, then that's it. And and you know what? But I'm sorry. That's what the popular vote is all about. That's right. And we're grown up enough in this country now. The Electoral College was also white educated men that was it yeah 
It's the only people yeah. that voted. So that's why that was set up because of the fact that there might only be in, you know, some of these smaller states or deep in the South or in the Midwest or whatever that only had a handful of people, you know, a, a, a small amount of people that were able to vote that because mm-hmm. they were the white men. Yeah, they were age. owners of property. You know, exactly. You had to be a property owner. All of the things that went into when this all began. So the Electoral College, that's why that made sense. Because, well, then nobody ever had a vote outside of New York, California, Texas, and Florida. You could have just said, okay, right there. There you go. Just let them vote. They're going to decide it all. We are a big enough country now, and there are people that live everywhere in the country now, and everyone is eligible to vote if you're a U.S. citizen now. So, you know, the Electoral College is not needed anymore. It should be the popular vote that wins. And it's an amazing thing that the two popular votes that didn't win were the Democrats against the Republicans. Because let's face it, if the Republicans had the majority, they'd be screaming about the Electoral College. Yeah. And they'd want to do away with it during that very election. You know, well, so again, it's it's the standards that the Republicans and the Democrats hold themselves to. The, you know, George Santos, the fact that we're going to be paying tax dollars on this jerk. Uh-huh. Who should, you know what, they should have asked him to step down immediately. And of course, didn't because, well, first of all, you have the weakest speaker of the house that's ever been but they also they are so you know they didn't have a red wave they had a red puddle and and so they were afraid to lose his vote and let that district go back up for election because what if a democrat wins and instead this i mean this guy that you know is lying. I mean, I just, it always goes back to Al Franken for me. And the fact that this guy was a good senator and he worked so hard for indigenous people and, and, and to get thrown out because of a picture 30 years before he was ever even in office. They were glad to get rid of him. A photograph. Diane Feinstein. You know what? I'm serious. Between her, Simeon, and, and, and Manchin, they're like Republican operatives in Democratic clothing. Um, you know? It's it not Feinstein's good. It, it's uh, cinema that is, you know, she's gone Feinstein, uh, independent. You know what? Feinstein is 170 years old. She was right there with Lindsey Graham after everything happened and not getting the impeachment going through and stuff like that. I'm sorry. I do not find her as effective as she should be. I think the three of them, you know, she will vote along, but she, I'm sorry. And I, and it's not that I don't think that we should be working bipartisanly because we should be. 
This has, yeah. this country has to stop being them and us. And I don't know yeah. when politicians lost the reality that no matter who is in charge, we work together because your constituents are going to vote you in or out of office based on what you're doing for them. But and that's not always the case because of gerrymandering. Well, of course it's not Michigan always, you know. Michigan, uh, we uh, voted uh, that bipartisan commission to redistrict. And well, in Alabama yeah. they did that. The, they put up, the Republicans put up, cut out all the, chopped up all the sections that have black people and yeah. they made it so it would, so they couldn't have any voting power, and the, the court uh, rejected the gerrymandering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There. Um, you know what? So many of these courts are overturning these now because yeah. people are going back again and fighting again, and they're realizing, yeah. you know what? This is unconstitutional. You can't do this. And Vice President Harris was right. It's like, you know, instead of trying to change the rules, why don't you change your freaking policies? Yeah. Instead of or, trying to well, take the votes away from people, I mean, which, I forget which state it is, that doesn't, didn't, they just, they weren't going to allow you to bring water to people or any food online, and now they've changed yeah. it to where you have to be at least 150 feet from the entrance. But yeah. look, I have to get off, I've got to go to the bathroom. Oh, all right. Um, um, I'm sorry. I'll come back on, you know, in a couple of minutes. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Michigan ended the gerrymandering, and um, and the state turned uh, solid blue. Wisconsin is working on doing that, and the Republicans are attacking that new uh, Supreme Court justice to either uh, impeach her and get her off the bench or impeach her so that she is, you know, she can't, she can't do anything. It'll, she would have the, uh, the office in name only. But there are the, the uh, people of Wisconsin are basically working. Um, there is a couple of court cases to end the gerrymandering, and so the oh, Republicans good. are having, um, are scared to death that the same thing is going. Yeah, that happened in Michigan is going to happen in Wisconsin. And once that ha- happens, um, the dominoes are going to start to fall. And the only reason so many of the Republicans have their jobs, including uh, Green and Bobart, um, is because of gerrymandering. Hmm. Well, and you know what? So Oh, by the way, I read an article that um, Smith is starting to turn his attention towards uh, the senators and representatives um, that planned and supported January 6th. Oh, it's good. About time. Yeah, you know, I feel once, about that. Um, once he, yeah, once they lose, um, are convicted. They can't run for office anymore. They're in, totally ineligible. Well, that's right. Well, that's the whole thing about the 13th Amendment. And to me, okay. I, I mean, 14th Amendment, the 14th Amendment, Section 3, 
And if you read that, it's it and the the founding fathers framed it not convicted, but that have mm-hmm. colluded or yeah. aided and abetted. So you don't have to be convicted of it. It is the fact that you took part in it at all. And I'm yeah. sorry, just the phone call for 45. You now yeah. have numerous secretaries of state that are asking, are, are looking into, because it is the secretary of state who certifies a ballot for the nomination yeah. process, you know, period. And are now looking in that do we, you know, can we refuse to put his name on the ballot because of the 14th amendment? And yeah. the wonderful part of that is it's going to wind up getting kicked up to the Supreme Court. And you know what? You people are constitutionalists. Let's see. Because yeah. if they don't uphold that, I'm sorry. It It is absolutely why they will need to expand the Supreme Court if this is what's going to happen. Because at this point now, you know, and you know me, I listen and I watch everything. I don't watch what some news program has cut up. I'll watch the entire interview and things yeah. and listening to 45 and talking about, you know, cause Franklin Graham, Billy Graham's other son or grandson, they asked if he was going to endorse 45. And he said, well, you know, um, the nominations haven't come through yet. And I think we have to look at the will of the people and, you know, when it comes time, I guess I could make my decision then. And of course, 45 wanted the, you know, big thing for it. And so I loved that. (laughs) She, I, oh my God, you know, my brain, just the whole thing. Well, the thing is, yeah, even the evangelicals are beginning to realize that Trump is no longer the useful idiot that he once right, was. Right, but what's happened, so for him, you know, and, and, and so Franklin turns around and he's like, you know, I'm just going to let the will of the people happen, and then I'll make my decision from there. And when 45 yeah. heard that, he's like, I've done more for the evangelical right to life you know, and then, you know, I put three Supreme Court justices on and we got rid of Roe v. Wade. They tried for 64 years, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so he's totally admitting that he put these people on, all three of them who lied under oath when they were asked about overturning Roe v. Wade. And the first yep. chance that they got, what happened? They overturned Roe v. Wade. And he, he, you know, copped to it right then and there. I'm like, wait a second. How is this not impeachable? How do you not say, hey, look, you people lied under oath the first chance you got. And again, this is why vote blue, people. I have never been a fan of one party, you know, controlling all three branches. I would love just for a few years to see what could happen if our democratic president was unencumbered for a couple yeah. of years 
to actually just do stuff for the American people. But let me tell you something. The biggest thing I would love to see is the three of them get a yeah, hold of that. And then, and then you got the other, you got four on the other side. It's ridiculous. What crowd I read today, how the Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh really feels that the Supreme Court needs to be looking into their ethics. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's right up there with, you know, uh, Ken Buck. So it is uh, well, for Taylor Green. It's just so funny because to listen to it and and to have them on that wing so far over who are like, wait a second, the becoming the voice of reason of this fractured party i mean again they're eating themselves they're eating their own young you know and the republicans the democrats need to focus their message on all of the positive things that biden is doing all of the positive things of fighting for you know women's rights fighting for lbgtq plus community fighting for manufacturing and job creation back here in the United States, fighting and making, you know, minimum wages, all of the things that they have accomplished. You know, he promised when he became president that he would find a way to work bipartisanly. Look at what is happening with Mitch McConnell. Did we ever think that Mitch McConnell would actually be working with President Biden and and helping things go along, Mitch McConnell was like, no, we can't stop funding you, the war in Ukraine. We have money to do what we have to do. I, and, and you know, is he atoning? Is he trying to atone for the fact that he could have gotten rid of 45? Maybe. I don't really care. I don't care why he's doing it. But you yeah. know what? The government is actually accomplishing things. Because of it, because yeah. these people are getting out of each other's ways. And even, you know, the whole thing with impeaching Biden. Well, well, you know, McCarthy, well, we'll have to see if there's even a reason for an inquiry. You can't impeach somebody because you don't like them. Yeah. They didn't try to impeach 45 because they didn't like him. They tried to impeach him, one, because of the call to Ukraine. Yeah. And second, because of January 6th. Because well, the, the man is, let you know led an insurrection that all of those idiots are on tape saying that it was his fault. Yeah. Every one of them is on tape saying it is his fault, and then they've gone back. I mean, you know, again the hypocrisy—it's—it's it, it's choking. It's so choking. Was, Prue is back, so I'm going to bring her back in. Okay. I want to say good night. Hello, welcome back. Oh, Dory, I my. My uh, my phone is out of power. Could I call on my oh, on my? All other... right, you can call okay. on your other phone. If not, then we will. Yeah, talk I'll to do you. that. We'll Let me just charge this. Because I, my, the, I have two phones. So one is out. Call you on the other one. Okay. Bye. I heard tonight that uh, the Republicans are rethinking their pro-life stance. Because because they realize that it's costing them elections. They're not rethinking jack shit. You know, the reality is, and I'm sorry that I'm cursing, but you know, the reality is this is what they're going to say to try to get back those votes. And then they're going to keep doing exactly what they're doing. 
These people well, are, saying, it's unbelievable. They're saying that they want to do a nationwide 15-week abortion ban, which means even in the states where abortion, there are no restrictions, that 15-week ban would, you know, be the law in those states as well. Right. So they're, you know, they're trying to make them sound more temperate and it's just another weaselly way um, of manipulating people to right. you know, listen to what I'm saying and, and ignore what I'm doing. Right. And because even in the deep red states, most people think women should have body autonomy. I mean, Kansas, of all places, was the first to, you know, basically, when the people voted on it, voted uh, for pro-choice. Right. And every state where they've been on the ballot, pro-choice has won. Right. So. Well, here's the thing. I don't want them to change their messaging. Keep shooting yourselves in the foot, please, guys. Please just yeah. keep, you know, eating, eating your young, eating, cannibalizing each other, going after each other like the petty children that you are. It's yeah. unbelievable to me, you know. But like I was saying before, even Kevin McCarthy is like, well, you know, why? You know, just because MGT keeps screaming about how, you know, I'm not going to vote for something unless you do what I want. Are you freaking kidding me? What are you saying? <laughs> You, I'm going to do what you want. Hi, Prue. You're back. Yeah. Hi, Prue. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Oh, I just had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I know. Uh, we were just talking about... What? We were, we were talking about um, Lindsey Graham. and Republicans are very out of step with what, with what the nation wants. When I started telling people back when George W. was reelected that they were trying to raise the Confederacy, people laughed at me. Right. You know what they're doing? They're raised, they're trying to raise. You know, yeah. You know, there are states where the Confederacy is alive and well. Yeah, you know, like Texas and Florida, Georgia, Louisiana. You know, they're you know the Confederacy is risen and has taken over. Well, so. oh no. It's you know, uh there's so much going on right now in this country that it's like ping pong balls and yeah. again, I just feel the biggest thing that Democrats need to do is focus their message on all of the wonderful accomplishments without any Republican help. Agreed. Without any Republican help that fighting Republicans tooth and nail, here's what we've been able to accomplish. Why? Because you voted blue. Because you gave us the one-vote majority we needed to be able to get these things passed. Because when you have Manchin and Simeon trying to stop them, Kamala Harris was the tie-breaking vote. 
Yeah. So that's right. even with them, we still got because that's why all of this has gotten done. And yeah. they need to keep crafting this message because people, it is making a difference in their lives. Again, bringing broadband and high-speed Internet in parts of this country. This is the United States. And there are parts yeah. of the country that don't have Internet, folks. Okay? This is the United States of America. There shouldn't be anywhere in here that doesn't have Internet. There should be no student who isn't able to access things. Okay, maybe they don't have the money for a computer at home. But you know what? They have computers at school. They should, That's every right. child should be able to access what they need. And not for nothing, well, we are one of the richest countries in the world. Our students should be getting tablets and things oh, yeah. to be doing their work on. You know, if we appropriated the tax money that we get correctly and stopped paying for the golden parachute that any elected official got because they got elected to office, you know, that, talk about entitlement. Now, that's an entitlement package. Yeah. You know, Social Security is not an entitlement package. Well, it is an entitlement package. You know why? Because you're entitled to it. Yeah. You paid for it. That's what the whole idea was. You know, entitlement, the way they make it sound, is, you know, because you don't deserve it. We're giving you a, a, lay, a handout. No, they're not. No, you're we not. We paid that. That's we exactly paid that. right. You paid into it. <clears throat> People paid into this their whole life, every paycheck, FICA, and everything else that got taken out. Why? So when they retired, they retired on a nest egg. That was and the whole idea. The Republicans sure want they to want take to take that it away. away. Sure, they want to take it away. They they borrowed from it. They used it up, and they don't want to pay it back. So it became part of our quote unquote debt because they used it, and now they're using other money to pay it back. Guess what? Too bad. Yeah. Too bad. That was not money that was yours to borrow. That was not yours that you could use like that. So I'm really sorry. How about you? Defund yourselves. How about when you leave office? How about when you leave office, you get a small percentage of Social Security like everybody else does, you know? And and no, you don't get your golden parachute insurance plan and stuff. You know, if they were having to go on Medicaid and Medicare when they retired, they wouldn't be fighting about it. That's right. They'd be trying to lessen the lower the age. They'd be trying to make sure it was covering more stuff and everything else. They're trying to raise the age uh, again. Well, and they're I, not I, trying. I, I that just, was Nikki Haley. They're not trying yeah. to raise the age again. That was Nikki Haley bringing it up that she thought. And see, this is this is how stuff like that starts because she brought it up. And now, no, a lot of the Republicans are saying no. That'll never fly. You know, and same thing with most Americans are saying, no, that would never fly because nobody wants the the age. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not like she's saying, well, she wants it to go from 62 to 63 or 65 to 66. She's talking into the 70s. You know, I mean, you look at what happened in France. They, they, you know, uproared for one year. 
the Harold Warriors. Yeah, they flipping, you know, one year. They flipping riot yep. in France. Over a one year. It's like, yeah. okay. You I, know? I thought I was eligible for full uh, uh, retirement at 65. And it's actually, uh, and I applied. But it's, uh, to get the full full amount, it's, uh, 66 in like eight months. Yes, I was going to say. So. A little over 66. Yeah. So, you know, right now um, I'm in a position, yeah, position that, yeah, I applied and I have to do it. So, but I, I refuse to give up and accept the seat as an option when it comes to uh, the projects in the studio. I'm going to get it done. Right. So, uh, anyway. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's been, it's been a long day. It has been a very long day, and it's been so hot and so humid these last yeah. couple of days. I got, we got such a lulled into such a, a nice feeling for a, quite a while, a couple of weeks of just this, beautiful to me it was like early fall weather and i knew it wasn't gonna last i knew sooner um, or later you know you usually get the weather after we do it was 65 today uh lucky i can't wait i'm so ready oh. Well, it rained here today. Did you get you got the rain, Dory? Right? It poured. I like I said, we did a picnic. Yeah. In the, we did a cookout. It was so funny. We it had really a couple. It, it was so funny. Um, Oklahoma, where Mom's is, they had like ninety-eight today, and it's like I want that. I don't Ooh. do well with the cold. Uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I moved into the Southwest. Is I want to be warm. And plus, mm-hmm. too, they have more because of the warmer, you know, and milder winters. There are more shoot days available. But now I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to get, you know, find either win the lottery or find a, an investor who wants to make big social change and to join our team. Because mm-hmm. most people don't believe that film and television. Does, you know, when we focus on entertainment, we do change things socially. Look at all the good that Will and, Will and Grace did. If it wasn't for them, the Marriage Equality Act wouldn't have gotten passed as fast as it did. You know, it's oh. interesting because you look at Will and Grace and all the strife that, you know, couples had to go through and this and that and then you look at Schitt's mm-hmm. Creek that just made people's relationships normal. Yeah. And you know, so Will and Grace did it and it goes to show how powerful television can be. Yeah. One of my favorite interactions ever on Schitt's Creek was between David and Stevie after they had slept together and they're getting wine. And Stevie says to him, um, I only drink red wine. And until last night, I, I thought you only drink red, drank red wine, too. 
And David goes, oh, I see where you're going. And he says back to her, you know, I, I, I drink red wine. I also drink white wine. And I like an occasional rosé. And once I had a Merlot that used to be a Cabernet. But, you know, I guess I like the wine, not the label. Yeah. And I thought it was one of the most brilliant ways to describe sexuality and yep. homosexuality, bisexuality, whatever ality. It was perfect. I like the wine, not the label. And that show for me, like I said, it just normalized everything. And it was so cool. I don't know if you ever saw, they did the a documentary on the final table read and the final episode and all of the mothers around the world that sent them these letters and stuff for what it did for their son or their daughter and for themselves. For uh-huh. them to realize it was normal. When Patrick's parents, when, you know, David is trying to explain that he's still the same person and they're like, we don't mind that Patrick's gay. That's okay. What they were upset about is that he was afraid to tell them. Yeah. What did we do wrong to make him think he couldn't come to us. It was so, again, so beautiful because they just took what is life and, oh, my God, made it normal. Imagine yeah. that. You know, I've been going back and forth yet again with somebody else, but they're trying to brainwash our children. They're trying to turn them into gay people, you know, children. They're trying to turn them into, bi- you know, you know, but non-binary. They're trying to do this or trying to do that. It's like, you know what? Kids have been reading about heterosexual couples their whole life. And guess what? Some of them are gay. You don't turn yeah. gay. You're born gay. You don't just wake up one day and go, I think I'm going to be gay today. No. That may be the day that you accept who you are as being gay, but no, it's not like a light switch. It's not like all of a sudden you go, no, I think I'm going to be this now. And and again, we live in a country that same-sex marriage is legal. So reading a book about Kathy's two mommies or two daddies, not reading that book is telling Kathy that her family is wrong. Telling yeah. little Jimmy that there's something wrong with his family. Families come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. And the love is what is important. And children should feel accepted and loved, not judged and hated. So, you know, it's it's so crazy to me. It really the is. Of, yeah, the end of Mrs. Doubtfire. But what, let me ask you something. The, that happened what? when I told Dory, with my nephew. One day he calls me up and he says he has some family news. And he said he became transsexual. Now, like, did that just pop into his head? Or did he feel that way for a long time? He felt that way for know. a very... You know what? I have two transgender people in my life. Before they even knew what transgender was, they knew there was something wrong. And you know what? Depending on how old you are, you know, the younger generation, younger people are, you know, it's not that they're more apt to do it. 
It's that they have more options. When you were in your 20s or 30s or 40s, how many people have come out as gay in their 70s and yeah. 80s? You know, this is the whole thing. Whatever time in life that happens, it's because you finally are brave enough. You finally have had enough of living a lie. You finally are strong enough that if your family rejects you, you feel that you can make it through regardless. And so, no, it's not something that all of a sudden you just trust me. I am no, sure that wondering. your nephew, well, who's now your niece, but I am sure she did everything humanly possible to not be this. How old is she? 46. There you go. She did. 46 and finally comes out as trans. Do but you know? Yeah. Her whole life. Her whole life. This isn't something that, you know, started in her teens or 20s or 30s. This is something my, you know, one of my transgender people in my life was taking her mommy's underwear when she was three. Because she knew she was wearing the wrong underwear. Yeah. You know, you know, this is not something, it doesn't just, all of a sudden you wake up one day and go, I think I'm going to be a a man, or I think I'm going to be a woman. That is a lifetime of struggle. A lifetime is, is my family going to love me? Is my family going to respect me? Are they going to stand behind me? Or am I going to come out to them and have them shut the door in my face? You know, it is not easy. It is not easy at all. No, I don't think it was easy. But I don't know. At all. Well, we could talk about it some other time. My, I'm, I think my, this has been for a while. Yeah. I just said, yeah. Well. Back in the 1950s and before, or yeah, up actually, you know, it's still going on. If people thought you were LBGTQ plus, it could be a death sentence. It was yeah, they people for that. Yeah, yes, they um, do. You know, beat the crap out of them um, and murder them. Um, and so a lot of people had to stay in the closet and hide who they were, just to stay alive. It, you know, they had lead, they led horrible lives. And some of the most big, uh, the biggest bigots when it comes to gender are those who are in the closet. And they come out and attack others to deflect attention away from themselves so they can mm-hmm. feel safe. And so the biggest homophobes around are usually gay. Right. Well, let's yes. face it. That's Look at the KKK. The people that are out there persecuting blacks are the ones with black mistresses and and illegitimate mm-hmm. children that they have fathered and everything else. That's I right. have to I put I put something aside that I saw that I wanted to share on tonight's show and it's okay. called a let it's called a letter to my grandfather about Trump. And by Jeffrey Zalis. Dear Grandpa you have been such an important part of my childhood. From my earliest days, the lessons you taught me have served as my guide to a good and proper life. 
When I denied taking cookies from the cookie jar, you taught me why it was wrong to lie. When I asked you to do a homework assignment that I would later hand in as my own, you taught me that cheating was wrong. When I got into an argument with a neighbor, you taught me to be kind to others and to respect their opinions, even if I disagreed with them. From you, I learned that all people were created equal, that looking out for those less fortunate was nothing short of divine. I recall our walks together in the park and the times when you would bend over and pick up someone else's litter. So often you marveled at the beauty of nature and spoke of our responsibilities as good stewards of the earth. And who can forget the time we walked down the aisle of the supermarket and coming towards us was a young boy who limped and seemed to wave his arms uncontrollably. As I laughed, you pointed and got down on your knees and grabbed my shoulders with your big, strong hands. You looked sternly into my eyes and told me never, ever make fun of someone with a disability. And today, as I listen to you praising President Trump, you have taught me yet another lesson. Sadly, it is a lesson I would have preferred not to learn. For now, I understand the meaning of hypocrisy. Now that's a letter. Yeah. And I saw that, and I I had to read it, and I copied it, and I said, I have got to share that on this show tonight, because the young people in our country are listening. I saw a neighbor take down their 45 flag because of what their grandson said to them. Their grandson turned around and said, how could you support him how could you do this because you taught and again just like this letter you taught me that this wasn't right and you taught me that wasn't right and now I'm ashamed and I'm embarrassed that you fly this flag that guy took those flags down he said oh my gosh Uh, you know what am I doing and and you know again it is always going to be the youth in this country, that's why 45 and all his cohorts, they need to be held accountable. And I'm sorry, yeah. you can't sentence people to 18, 19, 22 years in jail and let the person who thought of it all go free. Get away with it. Yeah. You can't. You absolutely can't. And, I mean, believe me, these guys came here with their – I. it's all of it. They, they were armed with lies. They were armed with lies. They knew they were armed with lies. You know, and you listen to that phone call. Just, just doesn't matter. We have all this proof, you know, and, and, and they kept asking, well, what about this? What about that? And Raffensperger went through every point. I met with this department of this on this point for two and a half hours. We found nothing. We met with this. Meadows chimes in, we've got over 5,000 people who were dead who voted. He said, we actually went over the voting records, and there were not 5,000 people who were dead who, were, who voted. There were two. 
and they were they, and he didn't say it, but I read about it afterward. They were actually Republicans. Yeah. You know, somebody that voted for dead parents. And it just, it's like, wait a minute. And through every single point, and then it's 45. Well, it doesn't matter. You just, you just do it and we'll take care of it. It was the same thing, you know, his, the young lawyer that had all of the recordings yep. of him saying, you know, you can't do this. It's illegal. Well, you know, you just, you just write the letter and we'll take care of it. All of the recordings. I mean, forget it. This guy has to be thinking to himself, there has got to be a place because he is in no way, shape, or form going to be able to, it's, oh my gosh, you know, my brain through all, my, I, I feel like everything is mud with everything yeah. going on. It really is. It's just mud and minutia. And at this point, I just think the 14th Amendment, you know what, this, and then, because this has nothing to do, that it, that is not criminal court. They doesn't have to be found guilty. You, it, the phone call alone, the phone call yeah. alone, it, 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 it is enough, it is enough, that phone call alone is enough for the 14th Amendment. And every yeah. single person in office that signed those documents that's it. Every one of them. They should finish their term, be barred from ever running again. Yeah. You know, and this man did it to himself. He did it to himself and he did it to our country. I mean, he just, it's like, what actually, you know, when you think about the power of one, you don't think your vote matters you don't think that one person can change the world? Look at what one person did to our country. Yeah. One everything, he, everything he touched got destroyed. Well, that's yeah. the story of his life. Like I had a, a friend for 30 years, and we had an argument about him. I never heard from her again. Now it's been three years. We would talk every day for 30 years. How crazy is that? That is crazy. And you know what? See, this is the whole thing. You know, I refuse to lose friendships over this. And I am somebody, I'm not going to argue. I had a friend, you know, we were sitting there. And, and when I was done, she said, you know, I really enjoy talking with you because you actually make me think. I wasn't, well, that's good, her. I wasn't telling her she was stupid or anything else. I was just asking questions and answering questions in truthful ways. You I know, remember last week um, who didn't didn't even know that that um, that bridge had been repaired oh, right. in the it, yeah. yeah, people have to have people need to. You have a broader view and information sources. When I had cable, I, you know, when something important or, you know, dramatic happened, I checked all three sources to see, you know, who was covering it and what they were saying. Some people would rather eat ground glass no. and watch another news source than Fox or Breitbart 
or any of the, you know, the conspiracy. And, you know, so many of them, what they, what they're, what they say is like straight out of the Inquirer or the Globe. Right. What about the fact that Trump, wait, this is another thing of his crookedness. They didn't the hotel in Washington, and when the diplomats came in for conferences, Trump would tell them they'd have to stay in that hotel. Yep. And charge thousands of dollars a night. Yeah. Yeah. You know, under the emoluments clause. I mean, that's crookedness. Of course it is. You know what? Under the emoluments clause in the United States Constitution, a president is not allowed, nor is his family, allowed to profit for yeah. from his time in office while he's in oh. office. You know, after you're in office, you're done. You go on the lecture circuit. You write your book. You do this. You go that. You do that. That's one thing. But during the presidency, you're supposed to divest yourself from all of your business dealings. I mean, he did absolutely nothing that he every did. other he president did. He made they made. $600 million while he was in office. Think about yep. it. When he, every single time he goes to Mar-a-Lago, as of right now, the Secret Service that have to stay in those hotels, they get charged a couple of thousand dollars a night. Guess who's paying yep. for that? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, that's taxpayer dollars. Now, I'm sorry. For other former presidents... Their Secret Service detail doesn't live in a hotel. They live on premises. They yeah, don't live Jimmy. in hotels that they're getting charged and, and every single trip he took down there. You know, they want to complain that President Biden goes home to his house in Delaware. What? I mean, seriously, the guy goes to his house in Delaware. You yeah. know, I mean, why? Because... What, you live in the White House? You're never supposed to leave? You're not allowed to do anything? I mean, give me a break. You know, is Biden out there golfing every day and whatnot every weekend? No, he's all over the country and all over the world dealing with all the shit that's going on. i got to tell you, the fact that that man went to Florida and DeSantis didn't meet with him. Wasn't that terrible? You know what? I'm sorry. You know, Chris Christie got a boatload of crap when Obama came to New Jersey and he met with him after Sandy and, and, and Irene. And he's like, are you kidding? The president of the United States comes to my state that I'm governor of. It's my job to go see the president of the United yeah. States. He's bringing funding here. This is my job. And this, well, I mean, the, you know, what kind, you, you know, you, what kind of a piece of crap are you? This is whether you like the guy or not. It's the president of the United States. DeSantis met with him and the, uh, met with Biden. Uh, what was it last year, or the year before, when they had that other big hurricane? That's right. And the, yeah, the Republicans just lost their minds. But you know, I'm sorry. You know what? How shameful. How shameful yeah. are you people? This is the president yeah. of the United States. Where now, is the you know what he wanted? He, they, they have uh, the SATs when you have to get into college. You know, you, so mm-hmm. uh, DeSantis wants to make an alternate test that's all questions on 
of the Bible. Oh, oh, are, oh my God. The school you know, kids, go to you know what, here's the thing. I, I want him, here's the thing. I hope he keeps doing this fringe crap that even Republicans yeah. are, you know, let's face it. Look at what he tried to do with the science departments and, yeah. and AP colleges and stuff where he had to go back on it because they were literally going to lose their accreditations. Yeah. Colleges were going to be closing left and right. They already did away with the diversity. You know, it, it is just his whole, you know, Florida where woke goes to die. What are you talking about? You yeah, what is that? Twist. What is woke? I mean, what a sick twist. What is woke? You know, people who are intelligent, people who actually give a rat's ass about somebody else, people who think that the people in Flint, Michigan deserve clean water, people who think the people in Appalachia deserve broadband and, and, and good schools. You know, that's what being woke is, that black lives matter and that people should have a living wage. You know, this yeah. is what being woke means, that LBGTQ plus people deserve the same rights as every other citizen in this country. That's what being woke means, that you think it's okay for who cares who you marry. Is it yeah. really going to change your life? You know, woke people don't need to define marriage by a union between a man and a woman. It's a union between two people. You know, that's what marriage is. Two people who love each other and want to spend their life together. You yeah. know, I mean, seriously, what did, you know, it's unbelievable to me that this is what this man has done. And now you have a whole faction of people trying to play to that base, which thankfully, you know what, with each passing indictment at first, his first two indictments, he kept going up in fundraising. And now his last two indictments is coming, it's coming down because he's got that. Go ahead. For January 6th, he placed that call and, you know, thousands of people showed up. Every time, you know, he kept saying, you indict me and my people will riot in the street. And, you know, he kept calling people, you know, to come riot in the streets. And nobody's showing up anymore. Nobody's showing up. Yeah, you know why? Because they're watching a thousand people. people. Yeah, they're watching a thousand people that that man could have pardoned. He could have pardoned them. He could have pardoned every single person before he left office. Come on, are you kidding me? Who at, you know, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Jim Jordan, Mm -hmm. Ted Cruz, Lindsey Grip, they all asked for pardons. Josh Hawley. They all asked for pardons before he left office. He's not pardoning anybody because if he's going down, everybody's going down with him. Yep. He could care less about all these people and their lawyers, lawyer fees and stuff like that. Oh, sorry that you got to mortgage, you know, your grandchildren's lives. He does not care. And what's starting to happen is that they're jumping ship. Yeah. You know, I love what I love what Jack Smith did. And the whole Garcia hearing and, you know, giving the IT guy the opportunity to say, hey, look, you can stay with their lawyer or you can have your own lawyer. And 
the best Eileen Cannon turned around because Jack Smith, every document is under sealed court, you know, under seal. Yeah. She demanded that he do it publicly. Yeah. And he's like, sure, no problem. And so then made the public statement of how this guy, this is what they did with the Garcia hearing. And they pointed him a special, you know, his own attorney who then he, they reopened the grand jury case because he had to go back and tell them that they lied. I lied yeah. on the advice of my attorney that this that President Trump is paying for. This is what I was told to do on the advice of my attorney, and I am coming back because he made me lie. And guess what? Yeah. He's not going to get prosecuted. He's going to wind up getting in trouble for whatever he did, but they're not going to oh. throw him in jail for perjury. They're not going to throw him in jail for, you know, and, and so now, and the other lawyers, they lost their mind. They lost their mind that Jack Smith made this public. You can't yeah. make this public. And he said, I'm sorry. Here's the court order from Judge Cannon, who thought she was doing 45 a favor yeah. and realized she just gave every one of those people the way to now back themselves out of their lies, mm-hmm. you know. And, and again, they're just going to, you know, the same thing. I think that that's why Fawny Willis indicted so many people. Because those people with the the lesser of the, you know, they only have one or two indictments underneath them. You know, they're gonna flip on that guy like hotcakes. Oh, you know, I'm serious. They're gonna they're gonna be flipping like they and they and rightfully so, because this man has loyalty to one person, himself. That's it. No one else. He does not care what's gonna happen to you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Isn't that just too bad? I'm, you know what? All of them. And what's amazing is that you still have them out there. It's like, all right, man, we're going to have to take this lie to the death. We're just going to take this lie all the way out. And then you have the other ones who are, no, I'm not going to lie for this man anymore. I was a friggin' idiot. You know, and all those attorneys that, yeah, you know, the yeah you know, told their clients to lie. Their law mm-hmm. license is That's pretty much right. gone, and rightfully so. They completely deserve to be disbarred. They deserve to go to jail. It is illegal for a lawyer to knowingly put someone on the stand that they know is lying. It's also illegal yep. for a lawyer to advise their client to lie to a oh, grand yeah. jury. Are you oh, kidding yeah. me? You know, I'm serious. The, and and say whatever you want. Do you know how many grand juries heard these testimonies? This isn't one group of people. This is people from all walks of life, from rich and poor, black and white, you name it, Republican and Democratic. It's like the the 61 lawsuits that they brought against the government for the election. They lost all but one on a very minor charge. Most of those judges were Trump appointees and, Uh and Republican judges. Who were like, no, you got no case. It was a yeah. fair election. No, you know, no. And, and 
But again, and I oh, I can't believe I can't remember the lawyer's name. He was his young lawyer, and and he kept telling him, "Look, you can't do this. This is illegal." Yeah, well, you, yeah. you just you, I'll, I'll take care of this. You just do what you have to do. And this kid was smart enough to tape everything. Yep, he's got everything. And and how many times, as his attorney, he's telling him, look, as your attorney, this is illegal. I can't advise you to do this. Well, you, and, and he says it. He said, you know, the reality is he just, he would just fire you. He would get rid of you. Yep. Okay, well, you're out. And, and he would just bring in the next person who was going to tell him what he wanted to hear. Because that's how you work with the man. You want to work with the man. You tell him what he wants to hear. And that's it. It doesn't matter that he's wrong. He knows he's wrong. doesn't matter. Well, to, to him, the worst thing to be is to be a loser. So he probably thinks of himself as a loser deep down. Of course that he thinks of himself as a loser. father of his was loser. terrible, I think. Well, you know what? He, he, let's I'm face not making it. Sk- no, of course you're not. But here's the thing, Prue. When you think about it, no, nothing in his life ever set him up to quote-unquote lose. He declared bankruptcy. The banks threw more money at him because his brand, you know, that's what I was saying before, that his brand may be worth money, but he is cash poor. You can be sure he's not rolling in cash. He's rolling in property that with each passing indictment is going down in value. And it totally cracks me up that he's, you know, they're, they're saying that he's, you know, exaggerated his worth by billions. You know, and and stuff, and and it's just gonna, it's all coming back, you know, because what goes around comes around, and the worst thing, let's face it, it's why he's trying to get back into office, so he never has to leave office again, until they take him out in a body bag, because the worst thing that ever happened to him was winning the presidency. He wasn't supposed to win. No. He wasn't supposed to win. This was to further his brand. That's all that was about. And that's it. Once he won, now they're all over him like a fine-tooth comb, and rightfully so. Every other president, we have President Biden's tax returns for the last 20 years. He's already submitted oh, this yeah, year's yeah. tax returns. You know, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And I, you know, when you know you have all of these people, they can't do this to him. He should be treated like this. He should be treated like that. And I love that these judges are going. He is no different than any other yep. criminal coming into this court. Equal yep. treatment under the law. The fact that this man's job at one point was president of the United States does not matter. It does not mean he gets special treatment. It does not mean that. You know, he gets to be, and and not that they're not, because they are. Any other defendant, any other criminal, you know, guy, somebody up on felony charges, tweeting and posting the kind of stuff that he was posting, they'd already be behind bars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They would. They'd already be behind bars. Because, and rightfully so. And rightfully so. Yeah. They should be behind bars. Because, you know, and and again, and so great. So you do it according to the law, and then you have his followers that are just, you know, you're persecuting him. It's, it's like, do you actually 
not understand, you know, actions have consequences, you know, the the, the whole checks and balance thing. I don't know. So, well, there's a new trend where people are saying uh, if he's convicted, we're going to die. You know, like, yeah, it's a, it's a cult mentality. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, you think? So, no, I... the things they are doing would make the National Enquirer and the Globe blush. Some of them actually believe that JFK is still alive and that he supports Trump. (laughs) Um, Teresa, did you ever hear the saying? Trump represents everything that Kennedy, both Kennedys, fought against. against. Tooth and nail. Yeah. Did you ever hear this, you know, the, the thing, you can't fix stupid? Yeah. It's really what it boils down to. You can't fix exactly. stupid. You can't argue with stupid. You can't, you know, you just, and I refuse. I just refuse to argue. And and it's mm-hmm. so funny because so many of my Republican friends, when they will, and they, they start getting heated, and immediately I'm like, well, I'm, See, you just want to argue. I'm like, no, you just want to argue. I asked a question. Yeah. You're the one who's all hot under the collar. It's like, yeah. And and I really think for some people, they're so deep in that it's like, you know what? It's ride or die. I am just going to, I. there's no way I can admit that I made such a huge mistake. So I'm just going to go all out till the end. But once I'm behind that voting booth, uh, you know, I'm not voting for him again. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's unbelievable. The thing of it is, there are some of them that just, they would rather eat strychnine lace ground glass than a Oh, without a doubt. You know what? We only have, I can't believe we have four minutes left of the show. Okay. So, Teresa, what would you like to say as we're wrapping up? I'll give you a second, okay. too, Prue. I'm okay. fine, except I'm like an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're an old lady with a lot of smarts, Prue. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, sometime during, we have to talk about the Yankees, not tonight. About <laughs> the new guys. About the new guys. Yeah, definitely. We will. But we have, to, right. we have to close out the show, so let Teresa <laughs> say what she's got to say. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Go Yankees, Prue. Go Yankees. <laughs> Bye, Teresa. I would uh, like everybody to thank everybody for uh, listening to us. And if you support veterans and think that they are better, yeah, you know, they are people instead of political footballs or disposable parts of their war machine, please visit, visit our site at Kaleidoscope Film and Television. I've got a TV series called Horses and Heroes that I would really like your support with. We're going to be telling veteran stories as they work together to find new coping skills for their physical and emotional challenges. We're also going to be hiring veterans for the jobs in front of and behind the cameras. Learn about the, yeah, visit our site, kaleidoscopefilmandtelevision.com, and help us bring this series to screen. Dory, thank you. We had a wonderful conversation. It was a great conversation, and Teresa's links 
not only to Kaleidoscope is up, but also to her novels and her short stories, which I encourage you to take a look at and grab a an ebook or you know download the Kindle and and give her support that way too. And you know, thank you for the work that you're doing with the veterans and what you are trying to do for them as somebody who's daddy and pop up and uh, my brother are all you know former service people and we owe our service people such a tremendous debt of gratitude and and we have a president that's actually fighting for them yeah and again they need to recraft these messages so people realize what they are doing for the american people they truly do and i know that they can and you know Thank you all for listening tonight. Feel free when we're back on in a couple of weeks to give us a call. We'd love to know what you have to say about it. And God knows what's going to happen. You know, we've got people starting trials and everything else. It's going to be a, quite a roller coaster of oh. emotion and, and everything and accountability. And, and the reality is no one is above the laws, up to and especially especially the president of the United States. So, you know, on that note, thank you all for joining us and for supporting Word of Mom Radio. We are going to close out with our fabulous theme song, and I'm so excited because I'm actually going to finally get to meet Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers tomorrow at Ladies Who Rock for a Cause in Philadelphia. So I'm very excited to see that happening i'm thrilled so we're going to close out with their theme song and on behalf of everybody at word of mom radio this is dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you and don't forget to vote blue bye for now she is sure she is, sure. She is strong she is for three.